When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 17 weeks, 4 quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of the Glenn and Rita show on 105.7 The Fan, with my guy Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports and the Ravens beat reporter from 105.7 The Fan. And Cordell, the saga continues. Another day... Uh, Lamar is not signed. And then another day that there is some drama. So um, there was a clip that has been circling around social media from the Adam Schefter podcast. We know that he is the ESPN, uh, Rave, uh, excuse me, NFL guy, not Ravens guy, NFL guy um, to get all the latest information from. And he went on his podcast and talked about what Lamar was offered last September. Take a listen. Because Morton and I reported on this last September when Lamar Jackson was offered a deal that he turned down that included at the time it was offered $133 million due at signing. $133 million guaranteed. The contract also had injury guarantees that brought the guarantees up to $175 million. And it then had a springing guarantee that could have brought the value of the contract, the guaranteed money in the contract, to $200 million in guarantees. Those guarantees were way more than Kyler Murray got from Arizona, way more than Russell Wilson got from the Denver Broncos. And yes, those were the actual numbers, and that was the situation. Okay, so based on his numbers, $133 million at signing, $175 million uh, injury which means you know he'll get he'll get that whether he's injured or not and two up to 200 million if he's not injured um so baltimore beatdown wrote an article about this and um it just says Schefter, Lamar Jackson turned down 200 million guarantee deal back in September now that's just the title of the article right Schefter broke down the numbers so we know that it's not guaranteed like fully until unless he was not injured, right? Mm-hmm. So Lamar responds or cut it with uh, a, a video of a man that's saying like, it looks like he's lying, I guess, then responds and says 133 uh, slash three years, which I'm assuming he's saying 133 for three years, fully guaranteed. He makes a face. He said, but I need an agent. So that has sparked a whole new conversation amongst Ravens flock when it comes to where the Ravens and Lamar were with the contract, where they are. Now, of course, Lamar's response to me, this is just my opinion, is just him basically not reading the article or hearing what Adam Schefter said, because we know it wasn't 200 million guaranteed unless he's not injured. Right. That was that's that was the breakdown that we received, not just a flat out 200 fully guaranteed. 
total, uh, a, a fully guaranteed 200, to, you know, because there's difference between total guaranteed and fully right. guaranteed. And I think a lot of it gets lost in translation. So I took his response as him saying that's not the numbers of um, the fully guaranteed where the Ravens or Adam Schefter was saying that that was the total guarantee. Right. So of course this has sparked some new conversation on the timeline. Here's another day about this, but we have to talk about it. Uh, and here we are. Oh, and he follows up by the way, by saying people throw and use the poop emoji at the wall and hope it sticks. And he laughs. So um, when you heard the Adam Schefter report, it feels like it's on based on what we've heard in terms of what was said over and over again, um, you know, over the course of the last six months or so. I think the difference, though, is that he broke down the injury guarantee and the non-injury guarantee. Now, this is not uncommon for NFL contracts. This is just something that we don't talk about typically because when guys are represented, they don't put that type of information out there. But because he's not, I think that this is why, where we're getting, and the fact that he's not signed, um, is where we're getting the additional lines of information. But this is not uncommon at all for teams to have injury and non-injury guarantees listed into contracts for their clients. So when you saw the the response to this, in response to Adam Schefter's report, um, <laughs> how did you feel about it? And what are your thoughts on it just generally? So a couple of things uh, to get to. One, the fact that it, the, the 175 in injury guarantees, that, to my knowledge, becomes available to become fully guaranteed in 2024. So essentially, yes, that's correct. he would get that 100. It would, it's almost essentially 175 that's correct. over three years. That's um, correct. The 25 million that would make it 200, that doesn't come through until the fourth year, I believe, uh, where he would have to be on the roster still on the fifth day of that year, I think. It's 2020, um, it's 2026. 2026. So yes. that, so yeah, the 2026, that would be the third year. Yes. Uh, I, I guess. Um, so that's it, it, those are the numbers. Um, and again, this is the the offer that was put out back in September. So I don't know if that's still the same offer right. that's on the table today. Um, that's the that's a question right there. Also, the details that have been put out more. I, I wonder because Lamar says three years. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he did put out the word he, three years. He says three years now. There has been things said from people I've talked to that have said that how long the contract is has been one of the hiccups as well. Not That's just what I've heard too. Yes. Um, so three years kind of aligns a little more to what Lamar's looking for uh, more than the Ravens. The Ravens, to my knowledge, want a more long-term deal than Lamar. Yep. Lamar wants... Uh, a night, uh, you know, so, uh, three years is a sweet spot for Lamar because it puts him in position to get another payday before he's thirty. Right, that's um, correct. So uh, those that sounds pretty good, right? Uh, One thirty-three for three years. I mean, I'm not going to say it's terrible, uh, but 
that's a big difference between 133 in three in three years and 175 in three years. Right. Uh, that's a pretty big difference for me. So, so really, do, do you? I, let me ask you this: Are are we? Are you suggesting that? Um, because I've always heard that the money that he and, and Lamar said this himself. By the uh -huh. way, he, he said did. this himself. It was between 160 and 180. So he either did. Lamar. It, Either Lamar is a liar or Adam Shepard is a liar. Somebody's lying, right? So, uh, when is it? Is it? Are we stuck on the guarantee at signing here? Is that the issue here? I think. I think? think that might be. I think for him, it's. I, I'm not going to say Lamar doesn't because I don't know. So I want right. to put that out there. I don't right. know, but I don't. I don't know what his understanding level is of how contracts work in terms right. of the wording, in terms of when you get paid at certain points throughout the contract process. Um, so for him, it may just be straight, cut and dry. I want my money right there. I, that, <laughs> may be what, that may be what it is for him to, 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 you know, simplify things a lot for him so he doesn't have to worry about being on the roster three years from now. He doesn't have to worry about, you know, not getting hurt in the first year in hopes that he won't uh, miss out on that 175. Like, I think for him, again, this is me speculating. Right. This is all that, speculation. Yeah, that that he wants his money up front. And right. Josina Anderson herself the other day said he does not want less than what Deshaun Watson got, which is 130, uh, $233 Now, granted, if it's three years, that changes things because that's a low, that's a shorter amount of time than Correct. Watson's contract. So Correct. we're looking at a, you know, the one thirty three in three years, or one seventy five in three years. Obviously, isn't as much as two thirty three, but in those years, that's a big number. Right. So, Rita, I've said this before on the podcast. I've said this on my show, and this kind of adds to it a little bit for me, at least. I question how much Lamar wants to be in Baltimore. Yeah, I it, do. It's starting to look that way, right? I I've been I've been questioning it for some time now, and that's not to say that he doesn't want to be in Baltimore at all. But I don't think it's as important to him, or at the top of his list. Maybe not even at the top of his teams that he's willing to play for. List Baltimore may be like second or third on the list right, right. now, for all we know. Like. I, I just really am starting to question how much he wants to be in Baltimore. And I'm not going to sit here and say Lamar should take this deal or take that deal or he's right. a fool for turning that down. The dude has worked his butt off to get to the point uh, where he is today. He shouldn't sign for anything that he doesn't want to sign for. I'm not going to sit here and call him whatever because he hasn't signed for anything. I'm also not – I've criticized the Ravens for a lot in this process but I have not criticized them for not wanting to necessarily give him what he's asking for. The Ravens have their point of view as well. They have to make sure they don't handicap themselves as a franchise going forward. So I get it. I totally understand both sides. I said it before. I don't think there's a villain here. It's just two separate points of views. Right. And it's splitting the fan base, as yep. you and I both see. We're on yep. Twitter every day. It's splitting the fan base. This is what happens. I warned people of this. I saw it happen in D.C. This is what happens. So you you have people that are 
pro-Ravens and feel like the Ravens have done everything they could possibly do and Lamar's just being stubborn and being greedy and not taking what the Ravens are offering because he's stuck on getting a fully guaranteed deal at signing. And then you've got the people that are on Lamar's side that are calling the Ravens cheap, that are saying that the Ravens don't under, don't prioritize their players. They don't uh, put an emphasis on the positions that matter in today's game. And I can understand both sides. Right now, right. this Lamar saga just seems crazy. And with Lamar going on Twitter and talking now, it's I'm worried about how this impacts his relationship with the Ravens, how this impacts negotiations. We heard Eric DaCosta say that he that they have the pact that, that details of the negotiations aren't coming out. Well, they've been coming out as of late. And yep. maybe, maybe Schefter has been sitting on this, the details before. It's a possibility that, yeah, he and Mortensen broke the news about what Lamar was offered. But in terms of the actual logistics, the numbers that Schefter just said to us this yeah. week, those that may be new information to him. It's new information to us, you know. Yep. So who's to say that he's been sitting on that information since September? I don't right. know. I right. don't know. I don't know who's putting all this news out. I will say this. I have it on good authority that Lamar has not been has has not necessarily been interacting with the PA as much as of late as we thought. I I, I have I, I've been privy and good. Good. Yeah, and, and that could be a good thing. That that definitely could be a good thing. But I know there's this thing out, you know, we all, myself included, have thought that the PA has had their hand in this a little too much. But it seems like Lamar isn't even really listening to them right now. So Lamar is really doing what he wants to do. Um, but I've I really, I, with all this inf new information that's getting put out there, I question if it's coming from Lamar's camp. I mean, it's tough to infiltrate that. I, I just feel like right now it's so it's such a coincidence that it comes out the day a, a day or two before teams can start talking to Lamar. For me, I I just in my mind I think that's the type of information that comes from Owens Mill, and I'm not saying Eric DaCosta himself gave that information. It could be somebody that has talked to Eric, has talked to Chad Steele, has talked to any of those guys, and no information and have passed it on themselves. That's how telephone works. Right. You know, you tell somebody one thing and all of a sudden that information is floating out there. Who yep. knows? But I, I don't think it's likely. And it's clear when you see Lamar responding the way he is. I don't think this information is coming from Lamar's camp. Yeah, no, I, I don't think so either. Um, and again, I mean, again, this is something that we kind of knew of last year. But like you said, the specifics of, of, of the contract coming out the day before are very interesting. Right. And if Lamar doesn't want to be uh, a Raven, if he if he thinks that there are some other teams that he could go to, I feel like then just go out and request a trade. If you're trying to silently do this so then you won't look like the bad guy, that's not going to help your case. Because if you if you want to trade, the Ravens are going to go out and say it if you get traded. So if, if you just go in and take the lumps if that's what you want. I don't know what it is he wants in terms of that. I don't know if that's where he stands, but if I just feel like this, Cordell, if no, if everybody's just in a standstill and nobody's budging, I don't see the point. Now, the Ravens can absolutely say, "Well, we we are tendering you, you know, with the with the tag, so we can play this game for with another year." You know what I'm saying? And that's just what it is. But if you, if that's not what you want to do, 
request a trade, man. Let end this. I, I am. I don't know how long this is going to go on, and I feel like this is going to go on as long as both Lamar and the Ravens allow it to. I mm-hmm. don't think that the Ravens are going to be against him playing on that um, thirty-two million. I don't think that Lamar is going to be against it because he feels nope. like that's one more year of him yep. getting close to being a free agent. Mm-hmm. All I know is that this is very uh, frustrating to watch. This is uh, very annoying. <laughs> at that because instead of us having conversations about free agency we can't do that because one they can't afford it because the, the 32 million dollar tag mm-hmm. not blaming Lamar I'm just making the point and also because they just generally can't that they, we're so worried about that and and players coming in free agency are going to be worried about that that's going to take a place in terms of who's going to want to come here and who's not because if they don't have a quarterback why would they want to come here exactly so this is just a mess I'm tired of it um, I, and me saying this clearly is not going to change anything because I feel like that this is going to go as long as both teams will let it go, uh, which means you and I will be having this conversation pretty much every time that there's a new podcast I mean, that's coming it, out. It is it, it, hijacked the offseason. And yeah. not just the Ravens offseason, a lot of other – I mean, it's, it's, it's hijacking the NFL offseason. Yep. It's, it's, the, it's the story. It's, it's really tough to – to really project anything else in terms of what the Ravens are going to do because everything that the Ravens are doing right now is attached to Lamar Jackson. Every reconstruction, every uh, player they let go. It's all about the cap room for Lamar Jackson. And like you said, I think Lamar is perfectly fine if he has to play on the tag. I mean, because God, I mean, Eventually, it's going to get to the point to where the Ravens are going to have to be the ones to make the decision. Either you're going yep. to trade him or you're going to give him what he wants. But ultimately, Lamar, if if health allows him to, can sit here and play on this franchise tag. And then what's going to happen next year if he doesn't want to sign? What, are you going to franchise him again? Yep. I mean, that that's not what they want to do. They've already been trying to cut corners to save money as much as they can. That's that's not the avenue they want to go. But if you're Lamar, sure, you'll right. do that. So I think Lamar, you know, even if he, let's say, for instance, he doesn't want to be a Raven for him. He's getting this lump sum of money up front. I mean, for, for a year, I should say. He's getting this lump sum of money for a year. In two years, I mean, he'll be able to have said that he has made over $100 million in the last three years. I think I have to go back and look at his numbers and what he made last year on his fifth year option combined with the 32 this year and what his what his number will be next year if they assuming that they franchise tag him again that's going to be a lot of money that they have paid to this guy over the last three years so um i think he's fine with playing the long game he's shown that to this point he's in no rush he's going at his pace eric DaCosta has said that himself I, I think it's the Ravens who are having their offseason uh, kidnapped from them at this point <laughs> by, by Lamar. I mean, and what are you going to do? You're going to let them do it again next year? Uh, I mean, it's just like they're, I think they're ultimately are going to have to be the ones to make the tough decision of what happens next because leaving the ball in Lamar's court leads to unpredictability, and I don't yep. think the Ravens can afford for that to continue. They definitely can't, and I I am curious to see how this is going to go from here. So this is the standoff. It reminds me of the standoff of Diddy and that guy on that um, that music show where they were just staring at each other. Making a band? 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. The other show where Diddy was the judge. Yes, he was the judge. At, yeah, and yeah. And staring at each other. That we're yeah. just having a stare off right now, basically. <laughs> and we're just going to stare and stare and stare. And hopefully somebody right. blinks and we'll see where this goes. But until then, um, once again, you know, it, it continues to be a topic of conversation. And um, the quote, the actual quote unquote tampering period starts today, Wednesday. Um, so you can... We'll start to see if, if someone will make an offer um, for Lamar or not. Um, but but we'll find out sooner or later if this is going to end sooner rather than later. And uh, just buckle up your seatbelt. That's all I really have to say about that. Buckle up your seatbelt because we have no idea where this ride is going to take us. Before we get into our next topic... Make sure that you're subscribed to the Winning Drive podcast so that every time there is a new episode, you will be the first to know. So in addition to the the Lamar contract drama, Cordell, lost in the midst of this is um, some situations regarding the Ravens and their roster. Um, First and foremost, Calais Campbell, a, a fan favorite. I believe of this organization and the fan base. And I would have to assume a favorite amongst his teammates um, was released. And I believe it saved about 7 million in cap money. And look, they say this, that they can work on him him coming back, but we'll see how this goes. Um, And then guard Ben Powers um, had an exit. He signed with the Denver Broncos. So while everyone is starting to add, we're seeing quarterbacks get moved around and we're seeing other players get moved around. Um, the Ravens lost a couple of players, um, one of their their leaders on defense and Calais. And then one, a guy that drastically improved last season uh, and Ben Powers. So, you know, I, I don't know how to feel about Calais coming back because it's, Calais wants a ring. I, I think that that's obvious. And I think that the situation in terms of the quarterback situation um, puts that in limbo for him. So I'm not 100% sure that he makes his way back. I thought that Ben Powers was a guy that that was always going to be a guy they was going to just kind of let go into, you know, the market because they do have some depth there. But Calais feels like it's the biggest hit. And this is no disrespect to Powers because he had a phenomenal 2022. But, man, I mean, it was almost like he was playing for a contract maybe. Right. <laughs> Compared to how he played previous years. Um, so there are two hits that hurt, um, both on the, on the line, offense and defense. But I do think that there's a plan in place for, for Powers immediately. Um, when it comes to Calais, uh, who do you see potentially being the one that comes in if he does not return to the Ravens? Yeah, I mean, I, I would expect it to be uh, for a lot of the heavy lifting to be done by guys already on his roster. You know, Justin Matabike, he's going into a pivotal year. He'll be up for a contract extension. So I think you'll get a motivated Justin Matabike this year. Um, you, you talk about guys like Broderick Washington, who I think had the biggest jump this past year in terms of development at the defensive tackle position. I'm, I'm really excited about Broderick Washington and what he's able to do. Um, and then Travis Jones, you know, he's a guy that uh, I think people had a, probably a little too high of expectations for him in his rookie year. Uh, you know, at his his ceiling, at least in his rookie year, was to potentially be the third down pass rusher. But Calais Campbell was still really good as a pass rusher this past year. And Matabike did a pretty good job as well. So I think a lot of that will come from those three guys. We'll see what happens with guys like Michael Pierce 
um, what what happens with, if they, if they want to continue to keep him on the team? Because if they can find if if they do, and I think that they right now is is looking like they probably will. Um, he's a cheaper option than going out and getting another veteran out of free agency. Um, they also brought back Brent Urban as well. Yes. Um, so he's he's going to be a part of that mold. So uh, I, I think they'll be fine in terms of what they have. Not to say, make it make no mistake about it. Calais Campbell not being there is a blow. It's it's a it's a big loss. Huge uh, for sure. Um, you saw the impact of Calais Campbell not being on the field on the back end of the season in the Pittsburgh game and the Atlanta game. They couldn't stop the run. So. Yep. Uh, it's definitely going to be a loss. And just a, as a, that veteran guy in the locker room, I mean, we talked about it a little bit uh, the other day in terms of losing Chuck Clark and, you know, what he, how he helps the media, just as being a guy that you can kind of go up to and just talk to in the locker room. Calais Campbell, he's he's another one of those guys. He, yep. You know, he's a guy that uh, I think you look at it, he's, he he's a guy that they put up at the podium like Chuck Clark after some of those tough losses. He's the guy that you, that'll talk to you uh, usually when nobody else is ready to talk. Calais will be the guy to talk, and he will talk. Oh, he uh, loves it. What, one thing Calais going to do yeah. is he going to yeah. talk. He's going to talk. He's he's going to give you something. So uh, he'll be missed from from by the media and by the by the locker room. Uh, I know Eric DaCosta left the door open for Calais to return. But that text message that Josina Anderson tweeted out that she got from Calais, it didn't sound uh, very great about his chances coming back to Baltimore. Well, do you I know remember a lot of what her, he said? If you can paraphrase it. Uh, I mean, it, it basically sounded like, you know, he had accepted the fact that he wasn't going to be uh, a Raven going forward. I, I think in the, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm pulling the text up, uh, her tweet up, I should say, right now. But it was... Uh, Definitely more so pertaining to the fact of he's ready to help another. He's ready to help another team. This is what it says. I quote, I love Baltimore, but everything happens for a reason. I'm going to be ready to dominate for someone next season. Some team is going to get a beast out there. Okay. So, yeah. It, it, Sounds yeah, like he I moves mean, on. It, yeah. He doesn't really make it sound like he's entertaining the fact of coming to the Ravens. And, and maybe that could be a combination of a lot of things because, Make no mistake about it, Calais isn't coming back to go play for a, a rebuilding team. He's going to play for a contending team. How right. much of a contending team are the Ravens going to be? At least to, to in Calais' eyes right now, is it worth staying on the Ravens and having to play for less money than you feel like you would be able to get from another team out there? I, I, I ain't mad. Maybe not. You know, and you look at it, a team like Jacksonville, who's on the ups, Yep. A, a place that Calais is very familiar with, yep. that may be a place that he could go back to and still be a part of a, a team that's working it. Now, I don't I'm not ready to sit here and say that Jacksonville is going to contend to win the AFC next year. It's other teams he could go to that have better title hopes than Jacksonville. But you know, you just think of some of the places out there. Like I, I know I've said it before when, when we've talked about Marcus Peters. I think that there might be teams out there that's willing to pay Marcus Peters more than what the Ravens are. I feel the same way about Calais Campbell. Oh, I, absolutely. I think Calais Campbell is going to be a huge miss for this defense. And, and you talked about this already, but I've always felt like the impact was immediate when Calais was out. 
um, mm-hmm. you know, the injury. So th- this is a big loss, um, not only on the field, but off the field as well. Uh, he's a great guy. He loves to tell a lot of stories. My favorite thing that um, uh, one of the players said um, when Tyus, uh, during Tyus Bowser's show that Glenn and I do, one of the players, um, they we asked them, um, you know, what who's the guy that's going to, tell basically like tell a fib and you catch him in a lie and so they said Calais <laughs> and they said Calais like he likes exaggerating stories yeah. and then when you say I don't remember it going like that he's like well I mean it could go that way you know, <laughs> but, I mean, that's just his personality I mean right. he's a great dude um I, I I really would love to see him back because I think he's still got a lot of gas in the mm-hmm. tank. But I also understand that he is at the later legs of his career and he wants to really try to find a way to, you know, get a, on a team that wins a championship. And you can do that knowing who your quarterback is. And as of right now, the Ravens have no idea who that is. So, hey, it's... And, and Rita, just like that, uh, Lamar, just how Lamar Jackson ends up in the conversation. I mean, he ends up in the conversation in some way, somehow. It's, yep. It's it's inevitable. He's like Thanos. He is literally inevitable right now because <laughs> you can't you can't escape him. I mean, I, I think I don't think it's far fetched to say that what's going on with Lamar may have impacted Calais's uh feeling on. Oh, I back absolutely to think it has something yeah. to do with it. Yeah, you know, be, because the the Ravens are a contender depending on what Lamar decides to do. If you if Lamar's not the quarterback. I don't look at the Ravens as a contender anymore, me personally. So I, I would imagine it, it's probably a little bit of the same uh, with Calais. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely think he's got a lot left in the tank. He's stuck on 99 sacks, so I'm not surprised oh, that yeah. he didn't retire. He, he definitely wants to eclipse that 100. Um, but, you know, I, like we like we both said, this is definitely a blow to the Ravens. Big time. And, and although we'll miss Ben Powers, I do believe that the Ravens mm-hmm. feel like that they have some guys that um, can come in and, and replace him. Who do you think um, will be the first one up to bat that they give a crack at at the left guard position? Well, you look at Ben Powers' kind of rise to fame. He He's a guy that, you know, coming into this year, we didn't expect this type of year from Ben Powers. There was a court, There was a left guard competition in in, in training camp you know so uh, Ben Powers kind of shocked the world this year albeit that's what team that's what players usually do when they're in a contract year (laughs) right um but you know Ben Cleveland is he's got to at least be in the conversation I'm not going to sit here and say I either a want Ben Cleveland to take the job or b think he's going to get the job but it's kind of a similar situation to Ben Powers with with uh, Ben Cleveland. He hasn't shown anything to this point in his career. And once he's given an opportunity, who knows? He might actually surprise people. So Ben Cleveland, I think, will be given an opportunity. I don't know if they want to put uh, give Patrick McCarry uh, uh, an opportunity to start at left guard. I mean, I, me personally, I know people say McCarry's value is more, is higher as a backup, but this isn't this isn't the NBA. I mean, right. you don't have rotating players that are only playing certain portions of the game. You're either playing or you're not. So I would rather have Makari out there as opposed to him potentially being on the sideline all game, hoping for somebody to get hurt. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have him on the field. I think he's one of their best, their, their top five linemen. So I would entertain Makari going to left guard. 
uh, Vinny Serrato from 105.7, he actually threw out a, a unique scenario where he could see a guy like Daniel Falele going to left guard. And I know yep. he's kind of big and, you know, he's been, he's a natural right tackle, but the Ravens have moved guys' positions. Uh, all They move them all the time. And as an offensive lineman, you have to be flexible. You have to be ready to move to another position. So Falele is intriguing. He's a big guy with a long wingspan. You put him next to – you put him in between Linderbaum and Ronnie Stanley, I mean – yeah, that I like that. Is that that's that's pretty ferocious. So they've got a couple of options, uh, and and of course they could go the draft route as well because they don't have the money to really go out there and bring in any offensive lineman that's worth uh, anything right now. They they've got their money tied up to guess who Lamar Jackson and yep. the, the rest of the cap room right now. So, um, I I think that in terms of guard like D tackle, I I think their best options are probably already on this team. I agree. I I definitely think that they'll just find a, one of the guys that they already have to step up and, um, you know, be the next guy um, in line. But I, I'm happy for Powers. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we we didn't see that coming, but, you know, clearly, you know, he, he overachieved and he, he got paid for it. And although I don't think that Calais will be back, I'm just going to hold out a slight bit of hope that that he comes back because he's a great player and and right. it's hard to miss um not you know miss great players and not want them to come back so um we'll see how the future holds but as of right now um those two guys have left the flock also but- I, I i wanted to mention Josh Oliver too who oh, you know, yes. got the, yes. got the deal with Minnesota he's another one that kind of this last year is what got him paid you know yep. uh he, he had been a kind of the project guy that after the Ravens traded for him from Jacksonville. So he gets a pretty good deal. Uh, three years, 20, what, 21 million, I believe, going to Minnesota. And it, yep. and it could also go up to 24 mil. So seven $7 million a year for a tight end that, you know, has kind of been the third string, fourth string tight end on the roster the last couple of years. That's a pretty good day for him. Yeah, I'll take that. I mean, if I'm him, hey, I, I'm happy for him. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I liked him, um, and I'm happy that he's able to cash out on his situation as well. So good luck to those guys um, in terms of their new teams, and um, we'll, we'll we'll see how the this further goes with the Ravens. Before we get into our last segment, have you subscribed to the Winning Drive podcast? If not, hit the subscribe button so that every time there is a new podcast, you will be the first to know. So with the subtraction of uh, Calais Campbell and also to Cordell, the subtraction of Chuck Clark, which now bodes against the Ravens um, cap because it didn't uh, when he was traded. It it didn't get eligible to go to the the new year uh, cap, which meant that it didn't go against the cap that they needed to get rid of um, prior to the new season starting, um, the Ravens have made some moves and it allowed them to kind of, to kind of, you know, get uh, in compliance with the cap situation. So currently, the Ravens are about ten point three million dollars in cap space after the trade of Chuck Clark was completed, which will be tomorrow at four p.m., which is when the new season, uh, the new year for the NFL starts. Um, now. 
According to Brian McFarland uh, at Ravens Salary Cap, I believe he's with Russell Street Report. Mm-hmm. He believes that the Ravens can create up to $26.6 million in cap space, but they will require restructures from guys like Stanley, Humphrey, Andrews, Roquan, who they just signed. Interesting. <laughs> right. <laughs> Tyus Bowser, Makari, and Morgan Moses. Um, so... I don't see that foresee that happening. That's a lot of people, but I just wanted to put that out there that there is a possibility for them to do that and still create an abundance of cap space, even with the Lamar um, non-exclusive franchise tag listed. So I, that sounds good, Cordell, but that's a, that's a lot of people. That's six, seven, excuse me, players that I just counted um, that, that would have to agree to being even doing that. Um, it just feels like it's very bleak for the Ravens. Uh, although 26.6 million sounds good, you would really want to do that yesterday because when free agency really starts, I mean, that's when guys are going to, more guys are going to start coming off the market and you've already seen guys coming off the market already. So how do you feel about this potential cat move? And do you think it even helps this 2023 team? Because they might be a little too little too late. I mean, we'll see. I, I, the good thing is the, the positions of need for the Ravens, I don't think it's too late for them. The wide okay. receiver position, it really just started having guys get signed with Jacoby Myers going to Vegas and uh, Alan Lazar potentially going to the Jets. That just got started yesterday. So, and, and then I think it's also a really good thing that Jacoby Myers only got $11 million a year. That that makes you feel good as the Ravens because you feel good about the opportunity to still bring in a free agent wide receiver at a number that works for you. Right. Um, because we know last year the, the wide receiver market and free agency was bonkers. Granted, it was a lot that that wide receiver class and free agency was a lot better than this year. Um, so that's the good thing. Also, cornerback, I mean, it's not a lot of premier corners in free agency this year. So, I mean, their positions of need, I, I don't know if it's necessarily too late for them. Also, Ronnie Stanley, he just re, he just restructured his deal at the start of the season this year. Of this yeah. year. So, I mean, to have to go back to him to do that again, we'll see uh, how that works. And a lot of these other guys, I mean, I'm sure most of them, if, 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 it's, if they know that it's to get Lamar back, I don't think any of them will have an issue doing it. Right. Um, and it's not like they're not going to get their money. It's it's just really changing around the structure of the contract. Um, but they're, they're still going to get their money. That said, the Ravens have got to find creative ways to 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 open up their cap space. They, they have to find creative ways to be able to do something besides sit on their hands and wait for Lamar. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is what this allows them to do. And look, they're already over the, they're now under the cap already. So they, they have already freed up, uh, enough to be able to take on Lamar's, um, non-exclusive tag number, which is good, but you still got to free up more money for some of your restricted free agents. Remember guys like Tyler Huntley and Geno Stone, uh, Nick Moore, these guys are restricted free agents this year. So they're going to have to free up money to bring them back as well as the draft picks that they use in this year's uh, draft. So yep. 
um, it, it, they they need enough money to go around to the point to where they're not necessarily penny pinching. It'll it, it's good that they've been able to free up around ten million dollars in cap and not have to cut guys like Gus Edwards or Kevin right. Zeitler or De, uh, De, Devin Duvernay. Like th- that is the really good part about it. It sucks that you had to lose out on Calais, but it does free up seven million dollars in cap space. That helps for sure. Um, but you know if that if that ends up being the only big fish that they have to kind of throw back into the water, I think they'll take it. Do you think that this is a move for them to try to do some other things? Like, so because ultimately, ultimately, yes, it, it, it doesn't help them in a sense of free agency, right. In terms of getting wide receivers, but we know that there could potentially be guys that will be cut later on. And the Ravens love that. Oh um, yeah. He, Keenan Allen is listed potentially as a guy that will be cut. We know that there's trade talks potentially with DeAndre Hopkins. Do you think that this is something that they are putting themselves in position for in case one of those guys become available? Because technically they're not going to be free agents, but there could be moves that their teams could be making on them later on down the road. Yeah, potentially, because whoever you trade for, assuming you go that route, you're going to have to give them a new deal, right? You're going to have to extend DeAndre. You're going to have to give DeAndre Hopkins a new deal if he comes uh, out to Baltimore. Same with Keenan Allen as well. Um, at some point, I would imagine that that would be the logic in it, uh, at least. So I, I think it is a good thing for sure because at the end of the day, the Ravens have holes on this team that go beyond whatever's going on with Lamar. Like, right. even if Lamar was out there, we saw it this year. Now, granted, it's a lot. The, the Ravens is, are so weird because we don't really know what to expect, what this team is going to look like, at least on the offensive side of the ball next year. Not only because we don't know if Lamar will be there, but also, I mean, a new coordinator, this offense, we expect, we expect it to look totally different. You know, yes. how, how much of it, how much will the offense look different help them how yeah. much will it allow them to do more with less I, I think that's something to look at as well Todd Munkin I think one of the reasons why the Ravens were so intrigued with him is the fact that he's been able to make the most out of what he has at his disposal so yeah. when you're joining a team like the Ravens who are strapped for money right now who don't have much wiggle room in the offseason to bring in new faces you're going to need somebody that can make the most out of what you already have on your team. Yep. So I, I do wonder if the kind of a part of the Ravens game plan this offseason, if a lot of that was cleared up just by bringing Todd Munkin onto the coaching staff because they believe they could go back out there with a similar roster to what they had last year and they'll be a lot better. I, guess I would not be surprised if that was going to be the case because, you know, for me, a lot of that was was not just about personnel. A lot of that was simply about play calling, you know, right. and I, I felt like no that, that was an issue. So if you find somebody that can do that better than the last guy, then you might be in a better position. Now, if you're not getting Lamar, whoever you get is going to need some help anyway. I mean, Lamar yeah. should have weapons. Don't get me twisted. Don't get it twisted. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that. He doesn't deserve more um, weapons because he does. But if you lose Lamar, that's even more reason for you yeah. to be trying to find somebody, um, you know, on, as a, in a wide receiving perspective, because they're going to have to help out the guy that's going to be behind mm-hmm. center. I don't know if that's Huntley. I don't know if that's, you know, whoever that's going to be. You need to have that guy at least set up to try to help 
um, that offense be somewhat, you know, an offense that's going to run <laughs> like an actual offense, right. you know what I mean? Because the defense is going to be good. They'll be fine, I think. I believe that the defense will find its way, but the offense is going to struggle if they don't have a Lamar Jackson. And then if you don't have a Lamar Jackson and you don't have a handful of good skill players around mm-hmm. whoever is going to be the quarterback, then it really is going to be problematic. And, so I do think that that's something that, that, that they have to consider. And you, t- we were talking earlier about just the free agents at wide receiver. I mean, I think that whether La- whether Lamar's there or not, most of these free agent guys they'll be able to get right. I, I, this isn't an elite class of free agents. The yes. only one that I think would back out if Lamar wasn't in Baltimore would be Odell Beckham. Be and, and I know that's one of the names that everybody wants, but I don't see Odell going to coming to Baltimore if Lamar Jackson is, isn't his quarterback, and it would make no sense. Would um, you? No, definitely not. Definitely yeah. not. But other 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 wide receivers may not have that option. He, on the other hand, he kind of can pick and choose his spots. I think a little more than what some of these other wide, especially you know, with the top two wide receivers in this free agency class basically off the board now. I mean, is you sure you got your DJ Tarks and uh, yeah, I, I can't. I, I mean, it's not many others to really name, to be honest with you, but. Uh, Odell's the only one that I think would it, it, it would kind of make or break his decision of whether whether Lamar's there or not. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And so that that's going to be interesting. I mean, look, you want to you want as much cap space as you can have, because obviously you don't want to be close to the negative. You want to make sure that you have a surplus. So then that way, if there's injuries, you can, you know, bring in somebody or if you really want to upgrade um, a position, you're able to do that. Um, but I, it just feels like it's a lot of work that's going to need to be done between now and then maybe the draft in order for that to happen. And everybody might not be on board because, as you mentioned, um, they already had Stanley do it last year. And then Roquan uh-huh. just got a new it, it was just December. Right. Can Pretty I much? spend my money before y'all start talking about changing my <laughs> I mean, contract? Come can, on, I, man. can I take a trip? I mean, I, you know, that's that's crazy. So um it will be interesting to see who says yes to this and who says no, I'm not gonna get somebody else to do it, right? Uh-huh. Like uh, but we'll find that out. Clearly, they could use the help in, in terms of getting new guys in, in terms of potentially giving them some more money. So we'll see how this works out. Uh, but as of right now, they are in compliance with the cap, but just barely. Ain't right. much they can do about it. Right. Um, and they can't do much in, in free agency. So once again, you know, the Ravens um, might be just guys that's just paying attention to what free agency is doing, although they've been known to to – uh, sign people a few days after the now, period. And and I would say too, we got to remember, I would look at Roquan Smith as almost like a free agent signing, right? I mean, because they, they traded the second round pick for him. Roquan was a pen and free agent this year anyway. I, 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 and this is, all, you know, to kind of make Ravens fans feel a little better, but I would look at Roquan Smith as kind of like their prize free agent signing uh, of the year with them being able to extend him on the back end of the year. And hey, if you could get the Lamar deal done, I mean that that's about as much as you can ask for right now, I think, in this free agency for the Ravens. Yeah. In the offseason, I should say, for the Ravens. Yep. 
I, I agree with that. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see how this goes. Like I said, today will be the day at 4 p.m. that it technically is supposed to really start. But although, you know, we've already seen some deals be made, a lot of the larger deals have already been made. Maybe by by um, next episode on Friday, uh, Aaron Rodgers would have made a decision huh. about what it is that he's going to do with the Jets because then that plays a role potentially into uh-huh. what Jets do about possibly going after Lamar if he doesn't yep. go there. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this all pans out. But um, enjoy the the free agency period. Uh, if you're a Ravens fan, you kind of already know how this goes. Um, but it will be interesting to see what guys are potentially gone. As you mentioned, Marcus Peters is a potentially a guy that may not return. Uh, we know Kalance Campbell was cut. I'm not sure where that goes. So we just have to watch this closely. But uh, have a great Wednesday, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. And so from Cordell to me, this is Winning Drive. Winning Drive.